Welcome to Advancing All Women with Sarah Alter, President and CEO of Next Up. On this show, you'll hear top executives and experts talk the most pressing topics of the moment for women in the workplace, including key issues that affect the advancement of women, creating better workplaces for women of color, DEI and B solutions, and more. Now, here's your host, Sarah Alter. So in today's show, we are going to be joined by an incredible lineup of three female leaders who are all going to share their personal journeys in the manufacturing industry. And it was funny, last night I was out to dinner with some friends and a very dear friend of mine said, manufacturing, Sarah, you guys need to rename it she-facturing. I love that. <laughs> and, and yes, and I promised him Jeffrey Glass of Home Taps. <laughs> I said, I'll promote you and your business. Um, so clearly, no easy path, no matter what the term is, right? And in some cases, you're going to hear that there was no intention early on and their career to ever even end up in such a leadership role in manufacturing. That's, those are a couple of the stories you're going to hear today. Should be no surprise to anyone that this journey is not an easy one. And there's an incredible organization out there by the name of WIM, Women in Manufacturing. And let me quote a few stats to set the stage for just how challenging this path can be. So in this survey that WIM had published, they found that only one in three manufacturing, she-facturing, <laughs> there were only one in three she-facturing professionals, and only one in four manufacturing leaders are women. While the medical and healthcare sector has the highest female identifying employee presence at 54%, the industries with the lowest representation include automotive at 29%, energy, utilities, oil and gas at 28%, and aerospace and defense at 24%. This was also interesting. Though. In the survey, 62% of the female respondents report that they somewhat agree that women have made significant progress in the manufacturing industry over the last five years. And that the majority of men and women in the manufacturing industry today are optimistic, you know, about the future of women in the sector. More than half or 65% surveyed report that they mostly agree that their company values their contributions compared to 77% of men. But this is what really caught my, my eye. Only 27% of the women report that they feel strongly about their personal career advancement opportunities compared to 40% of male respondents. The industries with the largest percentage of women in leadership positions include medical health care, again, 43%, food and beverage, 30%, and then general, man general manufacturing at 29%. Female leadership progress is particularly lacking in the sectors of agriculture, 17%, aerospace and defense, 18%, and automotive, 19%. So clearly, we as C-suite leaders need to be doing all that we can to diversify our leadership teams in the manufacturing arena. And today, we're going to provide you with that advice and guidance as to how you can. 
I'm Sarah Alter, your host of the Advancing All Women radio show and podcast, and proudly the CEO and president of Next Up. And today I am joined by Nikki Long, Structural Business Unit Director at OMG Inc., Kathy Miller, who is a founder of YK2020, co-founder of OP Sisters. She's a professional coach and business transformation advisor, a speaker, an author, a senior manufacturing executive, and Women in Manufacturing Hall of Fame inductee 2021. And then last but not least, Brittany Razor, who just recently got a massive promotion to Global Director of Manufacturing Quality at Beam Suntory. So um, welcome, everybody. Good morning. I'm so glad you're here. Good morning, Sarah. Yeah. Thank you, Sarah. So um, let's kick it off. And um, uh, Kathy, I'm going to kick off with you. We ask this question every, every week. Okay, why are you here other than you graciously accepted my invitation? You know, what in your personal and your professional journey has brought you to this great discussion? Oh, well, thanks so much for having me. I of course. love talking about manufacturing and my career in manufacturing and hoping to inspire other women to choose it as a career. It's not glamorous. I'll say that up front, but it is most definitely <laughs> rewarding. And all yeah. skill sets are welcome in manufacturing. If you have mechanical skill sets and you want to use your hands, if you're a finance person, an HR person, a leader, anyone who has great people skills, there's room for you in manufacturing. And what's so amazing about manufacturing is that you actually are creating value and making things that are needed in the world to make it a better place. So it's mm-hmm. very rewarding, very satisfying. And I'm hoping by the end of this session, I'll be able to share some ways that we can help women succeed not only in manufacturing, but other industries that are historically male-dominated. Yeah, no, absolutely. And and we're going to hear more about your book in just a second, because I love the title of this book and and, and all the great advice and guidance that I know will provide everybody. Um, Nikki, welcome. So glad you're here. Let's hear about your personal and professional journey. Yeah, no, thank you so much, Sarah. I appreciate being here and being here uh, with these amazing women. This is awesome. Um, yeah, so I, I would say, you know, why why I'm here, I would say I have a, have a huge passion for uh, team and for continuous improvement. And I really feel that's what manufacturing allows. Um, and especially if you're, a, if you're a leader and it's something that you're passionate about uh, in terms of servant leadership, it is a great platform in terms of being able to give back to give advice, and to really um, have that continuous improvement mindset. And I know that that's something that um, I feel a lot of uh, leaders are talking about right now, that servant leadership model, and that's something that I feel, you know, personally, again, very passionate about. But I've had the opportunity to really apply those skills, you know, in manufacturing. I work for a a construction uh, faster manufacturer here in Agua, Massachusetts. And it's just awesome. It's awesome to be connected to, I joke, two out of the three industries that built this co- this country. And, you know, it was lumberyards, railroads, and manufacturing. And I happened to touch directly with lumberyards and manufacturing. 
And uh, it's been an incredible journey. And I, and I, like, I've been remiss. I have to give full credit for the very idea of this discussion to Nikki. She and I met at a top women in hardware conference. Yes. Yeah. And we connected immediately and she's like, Hey, you know, let's do a show. Let's, you know, bring some great, you know, female leaders on who can share their journey. So Nikki, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Full for credit to you. Today. Of course. <laughs> um, and Brittany, again, congratulations on that promotion. I thank love you, it. Sarah. <laughs> I'm very excited and I appreciate that. Yeah. So um, share your personal and professional journey. What brought you here today? Yeah, so why I'm here, I mean, I love the comments that that both Kathy and Nikki made because I think, you know, in a sense, we're all here kind of for the same reason because we love manufacturing. We have a passion um, in this area. And um, just to kind of go off a couple things they said. So I think it's important to really spread the message that there is a place for everyone in manufacturing. Um you know, all three of us come from different backgrounds and we probably have a lot of different skill sets, but we're all successful in this industry. Um, so I think that's point number one. And then kind of on Nikki's point about continuous improvement, but also to expand that a little, um, you know, you don't have to be a scientist or right. an engineer to be in manufacturing. There are so many opportunities to be creative. Um, I think that any, anyone you talk to in manufacturing has had a hundred different problems to solve in any given week. And it takes a great amount of creativity and um, it allows you to, to do that um, on a daily basis. So I loved what, what they said. And I just, you know, yeah. wanted to expand on that. But yeah. for me, I'm here to, you know, to spread that message and to really um, empower, encourage um, and even inspire like that next generation of female leaders, um, of females who may be interested in this as a career path, um, because there's so much to offer. And, uh, you know, if, if we can give some advice and words of encouragement, I think, you know, that's the, the greatest gift we can give. I know. And remind me, because I know we talked about this as, as we you know, gotten together a week prior, remind me who I, all three of you, right. Said, yeah, I had no plans on being in manufacturing. It wasn't like it was my destiny, but it, it found me and I found it. Right. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Cause Nikki, I I remember share your journey. Cause I remember you had a very interesting, like you were zigging and zagging and, you know, (laughs) I loved it. You know, just trying to figure it out. So um, I'm, and I, I share this with, uh, yeah, I think someone else on the call, I'm the first of my family to go to college. So first generation, uh, you know, college grad. And I, I honestly thought that I was either going to be an, an English or history professor or a lawyer. Like, right. <laughs> that's, that's, that's honestly what, what I saw for myself. One, because teaching obvious paths yeah. for women, I had to justify to my dad why I even wanted to go to school. Because my dad was, you know, fairly successful sales guy and barely graduated high school. I mean, just super whip smart, gut smart. Um, but you know, had had to, you know, open doors and yeah. change minds. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, but then, you know, coming to to manufacturing, it was, you know, I started my career in New York in PR, and yeah, again, took some classes, thought I wanted to be a lawyer, and realized 
that was really not where I wanted to be. And Brittany, you're talking about that creativity. I, I needed more space. I needed to be flexible. I just needed, you know, a little bit more freedom yeah. and interaction in my career. And I didn't think the law was going to provide that. And so got back into communications, uh, moving back to the area where I went to college and found this incredible company. Uh, and it's been a 19 year journey. And I am so grateful and blessed for the opportunities that, you know, OMG has provided me over this time. Yeah. So, Kathy, let's talk about your book. Share the title. And then let's talk about the three R's. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, the book that was recently published in December of 2021 is called Steel Toes and Stilettos, A True Story of Women Manufacturing Leaders and Lean Transformation Success. Steel so, toes you know, and stilettos. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Thank you. I co-wrote that with uh, Shannon Carls, and we had worked together at a time when I was running a P&L, a division, and I hired her to be a business transformation leader on my team. And we were one day reminiscing here recently about how much fun we had transforming that business with our team you know, from a traditional batch manufacturing to more of a lean enterprise. Yeah. And we got thinking about it and, and we said, you know what, we really have a, a good story, a good story of a business transformation. We have, we both have a passion for creating strong manufacturing businesses because we think that there's very few places in the world where people of all skill sets and education levels and those sorts of things can really, um, you know, have opportunities to provide good jobs for their families. Yeah. So we thought, you know what, we've got a good roadmap. Let's share it with people and share our story and help people understand what order of approach worked for us, not so much from the technical aspect of the tools, but from the cultural aspect and the people aspect. And, you know, we really wanted to encourage other women and be role models for them to be able to enter the space of manufacturing or if they're already in it, encourage them. So it's a business book. It's not super prescriptive. You know, a lot of business books are right. the three things you must do, but yeah. it is our true story. And we're hoping that women can see themselves in our, you know, character. And we really wanted to put out a book as well about women having a, uh, healthy and strong relationships and supporting other women too. So right. when she and I Absolutely. were growing up in manufacturing, we didn't have a lot of female role models in the space. And so we thought through the book, we could help provide that for others. The three R's, what are they? Yeah. So it's the framework that Shannon and I talk about for our business. And when we reflect back on our story and our careers in manufacturing, and we believe that it's all about relationships, realities, and results. So relationships with each other, with your peers, with your bosses, with your male allies and coaches and mentors and everyone who adds value. Your, the realities are you can't lead a business transformation from a conference room. You have to get out there. You have to see what's really going on so you can effectively solve problems and results. And that's the biggest piece of advice I can give to women is you're going to be judged on your results. So mm -hmm. if you focus on your relationships and the realities of solving what's 
the problems that are truly going on, you will get results, and that is what will help you be successful in manufacturing. Yeah, Brittany, which of the the three R's speaks to you the most? Um, I, I think they're all incredible, um, you know, pieces of, of, I guess, advice. But to me, I mean, the first one that, that hits home is the relationships. Um, yeah. Because really, you, you can't accomplish anything mm-hmm. by yourself, especially in manufacturing, because it is a team. Um, it is a team environment. Um, and you really rely on everyone to be doing their part. So um, building those relationships really is your foundation. And to me, uh, just over the years of being in manufacturing, you encounter so many different types of people, right? You've got, right. You've got folks that have been working on a production line for 40 years. You've got the fresh college graduate, um, you know, that's, that's ready to, to come in and, and um, you know, help move the business forward. So you have this really uh, variety of people. And I think if you can just focus on what do I have in common with each person? What's, what's one thing that we can start building a relationship on, which is then going to build into trust and it's, it's going to allow you to connect with that individual and really, um, really achieve your goals together. So the relationships is, is what, what sticks out to me. So, so when it comes to the results, um, would you all say that you have to deliver two, if not three, if not four times what men typically deliver to be, to be considered successful? Nikki, I see you nodding your head. <laughs> well, you know, it, it's interesting because I think that, you know, many women across many industries will say the same thing. You know, they feel like they have to be right. at least two or three times General. better. Right. Better than their male counterparts in order to be recognized. Um, You know, and it's really interesting. I I was very fortunate in my career at OMG. I've had two very strong, you know, uh, Brent, you're speaking about relationships building off of Kathy's model, but I've had two very strong relationships, mentor type relationships, uh, John Ash and my current boss, Webb Schaefer. And, um, you know, it's about the bottom line. Right. Like, right. especially, you know, especially if you're in a manufacturing environment, it's how many pieces are going to come off that line. Right. Or how many, what are you going to produce? And then for me personally, now in this stage of my career, you know, on some level, it's about the profitability of the business. I mean, that is the ultimate metric. Um, but, you know, these these two men have really sort of, you know, paved the way in terms of going back to your point, Sarah, about, you know, working harder. Um, yeah. I mean, there were definitely situations where, you know, I would get into conversation, but they would pave the way, like they would open the door, you know, there would be some guidance there, um, you know, in a meeting, or if I was speaking with a customer, or, you know, you might want to think about this. I mean, I was just on a Gimba, actually, uh, to, to this point, I was on a Gimba, that's a manufacturing term, meaning essentially, it's a Japanese term, meaning go to the action, go to the floor, right? And I'm on a Gimba. And um, there's a point that I missed. There's a follow-up question that I missed. And, you know, Webb came over to me and he just said, hey, you might want to ask this question. And I'm like, yes, I do want to ask that question. And by the way, I have three other questions I want to follow up on, right? But that's that male allyship yeah. uh, that's so important, um, you know, to that process. Because uh, many of us, I'm sure here, have been the mm-hmm. only women in the room, right? And so, you know, it's, it's just really important. Um, but, yeah, no, it's about, it's about results for sure. That was your experience, right, Kathy, at Rolls-Royce. Like, I love that you worked 
for Rolls-Royce. You you were the only, right? You were the only one in most situations. As Yeah, as the director of manufacturing. There were other yeah. female executives, but I was the only one who was running operations at that executive level. Love that. Love that. Yeah. Brittany just gave you a thumbs up there. I love that too. <laughs> Brittany, are you, do you feel like you're the only one in your manufacturing world? You know, it's, it's funny because you opened the show uh, talking about some statistics and um, I would definitely say that I'm, I'm in that group of women that feels like a lot of progress has been made over the last five or six years. Um, at least, you know, here in Kentucky, where, where I'm based, um, when I first joined uh, the spirits business and manufacturing, um, there really weren't there really weren't very many females at all, especially in leadership mm-hmm. positions. Mm-hmm. Um, but wow, over the last five years, I mean, it, it went from maybe one female at the table in our senior leadership group to mm-hmm. now we have two or three. So um, yeah, definitely see the progress. Um, I think that a lot of companies are making a, a very strong effort to to um, make the path easier and to promote women. Um, I don't feel like the only one anymore. Uh, it's definitely gotten better. So it's very exciting times. Yeah. And, yeah. and of course, we still need to continue the progress. We're not there yet, but absolutely. Um, <laughs> yeah, no. And and Beam Centauri, who, who Brittany works for, they're so proud of our partnership with them and they practice what we preach big time. Like we see it across the board, you know, and all that they do. Um, you know what? We're going to take a quick commercial break, but don't leave us because when we come back, we're going to share, you know, just all the great advice and guidance that all three of these incredible executives have as to, you know, how you can be more successful as a female leader in paving your way in the manufacturing industry. But then as equally important, like what leaders and companies can be doing to make sure that every opportunity is being given. Um, I want to thank everybody who's been listening in this morning. You can always find all of our great discussions and more information about us at nextupisnow.org. We will be back in just a couple of minutes. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit facebook.com forward slash voice America. For over 20 years, Next Up has been bringing professional women, allies, and corporate partners together to champion gender equity and advance all women in their careers. Together, we are a powerful, growing community of over 14,000 members and 300-plus regional and corporate sponsors. We work to create leadership opportunities, amplify women's voices in the workplace, and ensure that all women in business can seize opportunities in the now and in the next. Members of Next Up gain access to a broad community of like-minded professionals dedicated to women's equity and leadership development across our 21 regional communities. Get best-in-class leadership development opportunities and attend our two annual national conferences, which bring together the strongest minds in DEI&B and leadership. Join Next Up today. Visit nextupisnow.org slash membership to learn more about becoming a member. That's nextupisnow.org slash membership. 
Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. There are lots of unanswered questions about life's problems, and this is especially true about spiritual life. Why can't we see God? Why is there evil in this world? Why does God let bad things happen to us and to others? Can we get divine help? Join Carl Mollison and co-host Brian Kelly for Get Wisdom. They have new answers from the Almighty you need to hear. And listening could definitely change your life. Tune in every Friday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. Our thoughts and feelings not only affect our own lives, but the lives of everyone around us. Find new meanings of love, authentic expressions, and better connections with the people in your life. Tune in to Love Light with Dr. Jean Marie Farish. This program will feature guests and discuss ideas that will bring a better life to you. When you find this perspective on love, it will change everything. Listen live every Friday at 12 noon Eastern Time and 9 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. There are lots of unanswered questions about life's problems, and this is especially true about spiritual life. Why can't we see God? Why is there evil in this world? Why does God let bad things happen to us and to others? Can we get divine help? Join Carl Mollison and co-host Brian Kelly for Get Wisdom. They have new answers from the Almighty you need to hear. And listening could definitely change your life. Tune in every Friday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. You are listening to Advancing All Women with host Sarah Alter. Want to learn more about the show and about Next Up? Visit our website at nextupisnow.org. That's nextupisnow.org. Now, back to Advancing All Women. So welcome back, everybody. In today's fabulous discussion, we are talking about the role of uh, female leaders in the manufacturing arena. And more importantly, now we're going to shift into, okay, we're going to share advice and guidance in terms of how you can be the most successful, you know, in that type of a career journey and what leaders and companies need to be doing to making sure that that happens. Um, I am joined by the three incredible leaders, Nikki Long, Structural Business Unit Director at OMG, Kathy Miller, who is a founder, a professional coach, a business transformation advisor, a speaker, an author, a former senior manufacturing executive, and just recently was inducted into the Women in Manufacturing Hall of Fame. So again, congratulations on that, Kathy. 
And then Brittany Razor, uh, recently promoted, uh, Global Director of Manufacturing Quality at Beamsome Tory. So, so welcome back, everybody. I'm so glad we're having this discussion today. So let's shift into now that, that advice that we want to give to all of these incredible female leaders that want to pursue this, this career journey and want it to be a nice, long, and, and wide one. Um, you know what, Kathy, let's start with you. Um, what would your advice be? And, and you've clearly had an incredibly successful career. Um, you know, what, what were some of those two or three things that you're like, this, this is what helped set me up for success? Or maybe even yeah, learnings, well, think, right? Like, oh, that didn't that didn't go well. I learned from that, <laughs> right? You know. <laughs> well, yeah, there were there were a few of those along the way. <laughs> I don't know if I want to bore you with all of those, but um, I think the first thing is to continue to learn and grow. One of the stories that was so pivotal in my career was, you know, I started working at an assembly plant when I was literally 17 years old as a co-op student. And in five years, we went from a one-shift operation, called the second shift back, laid the second shift off, and closed the plant after 50 years of operation. And I followed the last car down wow. the line with all, you know, all the... Um, big character men, right? And and I just got so chills people, hearing this. Right? Yeah. Oh my yeah, gosh. Yeah, like, I mean, these big character men, like, just reduced to tears as we're following this last car down the line. Oh. And what it taught me, you know, at the age of 22 was I had to be responsible for my own growth, my own development. No company was going to take care of me forever, right? Because different Absolutely. things happen. Absolutely. Yeah. So I always continued to learn and grow. As a matter of fact, uh, just last year, I went back to school again and got a master's in applied positive psychology because I had always wanted to study that. And now I'm bringing that, you know, to my new business. So I think it's so important to just not rest on your laurels, but to continue Mm -hmm. to challenge yourself to learn and grow would be the first thing. The second thing is be your authentic self. Don't distance yourself from your identity. That's not good for your well-being. It's okay to be yourself. You don't have to conform to stereotypes or fight stereotypes. Know your strengths and use those to contribute where you are and get results through those strengths. And I think the other piece of it is in the framework is develop healthy relationships with people. Develop them, you know, with your peers, with the workforce, (laughs) with other women, with your male allies, those things are so, so important. And you don't have to necessarily go out of your way and be a major networking person. I know that's a big piece of advice people give. But in every interaction you have with people, make sure you're authentic and present mm-hmm. and you support them in their goals as well. Yeah, no, I'm a big believer that, you know, it's, it's you know, fate brings people into your life, right? Like personally, professionally into your Absolutely. point, you know, tap into that. Why, why did this person come into my life? Right. You know, what, what am I, you know, not necessarily what am I going to gain? That sounds so self-centered, right. But like, there's a reason. I love that. Um, Brittany, how about you? What would your advice be? 
Yeah, I think there are, you know, so many things um, that, that you will face along the way in your career that are challenging. Um, yeah. But for me, for me, what I've always gone back to is just self-discipline. Um, and, and some days it's easier than others, uh, of course. But, you know, to, to Kathy's point, I mean, set, set the goals for yourself. What, where do you want to be? What do you need to, to do in order to get there? Mm-hmm. And then just having the self-discipline to get it done. Um, so for me, personal example, um, I took a, a non-traditional path into, into um, my career. Um, it took me 15 years to finish my degree. Um, I, yeah, that's huge. Uh, like, like Nikki, I was first-generation college student. Mm-hmm. Um, none of my families ever, you know, um, completed any higher education, but I knew that's something I wanted for myself. That was a goal. And even though it took me a long time, um, I got it done. You know, a lot of late nights, a lot of long days because I was working in manufacturing while I was finishing mm-hmm. my degree. But you're really never too old. Um, and be patient with yourself. You know, you're not going to. You're not going to accomplish everything this year, but try to have that. What is my one year goal? What is my three year goal? How can I set myself up so that in five or 10 years from now, I can really accomplish these things that I want to get done and then set yourself up on, you know, on a, on a path to do that and, and be disciplined and, you know, set some KPIs for yourself. Am I, am I meeting I um, my targets, you know, <laughs> hold yourself accountable, um, but still be patient with yourself. You know, you, you can't do it all at once. And um, I think that's sometimes where people get discouraged. You know, they don't feel like they're moving fast enough or, or, or they're accomplishing yeah. as much as they wanted to this year. Um, but that's okay. Right. You just stay on that path. Yeah. No. Well, and it speaks volumes that you, you know, committed to getting that degree and you got it. That's, that's fantastic. That's absolutely fantastic. And yeah, I, I was having a conversation yesterday with another one of our um, partners and she just recently, she said, you know, she had a younger team member who was, I think, 22 and she, the team member had just quit because in the past year she hadn't become a VP yet. Like she was, you know, fresh out of college mm-hmm. and, you know, <laughs> and yeah, mm-hmm. and, and our partner was like, uh, you got to have a little bit more patience here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so, Nikki, your advice that you would give. Yeah. You know, it's amazing trying to follow these ladies because, you know, you, you hit yeah. on a lot of a lot of great <laughs> points there. Um, but, you know, I, I think building upon um, what Kathy and Brittany said. You know, I would say that being open to feedback, right? So that for, for me, it goes back to that continuous improvement mindset. Um, you know, you have your goals, you know where you want to go, you know you got to grow to get there, right? And mm-hmm. one of the one, one of the, you know, it's a, it's a it's a fundamental thing. You got to you got to hear the feedback. You got to be willing to listen, but then you got to be willing to adjust. And and I think that you know mm-hmm. a, a lot of I, I I think a lot of women. And I believe this is a societal expectation, perfectionism, right? There's so much <laughs> that's put on women mm-hmm. to be on some level a standard or perfect. You know, beauty expectations is, you know, one of those things. Um, but that can also be internalized in the workplace. And, 
you know, if someone's offer you offering you feedback, don't take it as a criticism, take it as a gift. You know, they're, oh, they're, they're sharing with you, you know, the keys to the kingdom, right? Like this mm-hmm. is how you can get better. And that is, that is awesome. Right. Um, so, you know, I, I think yeah. that, that being open to feedback is huge. And then I would say, um, you know, for me, I think it's about listening, right? It's really about listening to the people around you and listening to your team. Because if you listen really well, you're going to hear what people need from you, where they want to go in their career, mm-hmm. what they're looking for, what their problems are. Uh, and then it's very easy on some level to just pick a direction, right? Because on some level, they're leading the priority because, you know, and again, coming from a manufacturing perspective, you know, they're on the floor. They'll tell you what's not working. All right. you have to do, right, is listen and then implement and execute. So, um, you know, I think those would be the two big things for me, uh, open to feedback and then, and then listening and being willing to serve, willing yeah. to serve your team. Yeah, no, and that and that that mastery of you know soliciting and embracing and acting upon that feedback is huge, right? No matter what industry you're in, you know that will set you up for success every single time. So let's shift to you know what should leaders and companies be doing then, right? And and like you know. Brittany, I know you've got a ton of great examples of being Centauri. I was chatting with another one of our, our partners from EY, and she sent me an article that there's a they, GE recently built a plant in India, and it's all women. Like every single leader and employee is a female. And um, I, can't, I think it's a healthcare um, plant. So like how phenomenal is that, right? Um, but you know, what, what can, what advice can we give to C-suite leaders? So, um, Nikki, let's start with you. I'm sure OMG has some great examples as well. (laughs) Yeah, no. So, you know, again, I'm very fortunate, um, to work for, you know, a great company. And one of the things that our, our CEO, you know, Hubert McGovern has, has been a fan of is getting the right people on the bus, right? And that's, that's one of his catchphrases is get the right people on the bus. But what the company has done most recently is look for different types of people who are the right people to get on the bus, right? And so for many years, I was the only woman. I was the only woman in, um, you know, uh, a sales capacity, in a sales leadership capacity. Um, and that went on for a very long time. And what I've noticed, and, and I'm, I'm, I'm loving in, in, in the opportunity to be a part of too, is to bring other women leaders into the business. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. even in the past, like, uh, I want to say eight months, we've hired uh, one female executive and then another female product development manager. And you can already sense the difference. You know, when we're on our Friday morning meeting calls, you know, when we see female faces, uh, you know, on, on the screen yeah. there, uh, yeah. you know, I, I just get fired up because I know that those different perspectives are going to lead our company to even more greatness. Uh, and, and so I just, I, I'm really excited about the, the journey here. Uh, but seeing going from sort of the lone female in the room to a certain extent, um, and often the only female voice, to seeing the inclusion of others, um, not only of, um, you know, 
uh, women, but also different diversity as well, whether that's, you know, black, queer, um, you know, Latinx, like it's, it's just awesome. Yeah, no, and it's funny because as we sit here and 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 I love what you said, it's it's about that overarching diversity, right? right? Of perspective. And so interesting, very exciting that it's an all female run plant, but just as we were saying, that could be slanted towards one perspective, right? And so it's right. like it does it necessarily, you know, is that necessarily destined for success? Because there isn't really true diversity of perspective across yeah, interesting. Um, Brittany, what do you think based on you know your your great experience at Beam Centauri? You know, I think the the biggest thing that companies can do, and it, you know, a company can set policies or set up programs, but it's really about the people who execute them. Um, and I think if you are a mm-hmm. female in in some type of leadership position, it it is now your responsibility to go out and and actively mentor um, other females, other, you know, diverse employees, mm-hmm. or even males, right? Anyone um, that, that you can help develop to really carry on these initiatives. Um, you know, but but I, I think all of us could probably say, and I don't want to speak for, for um Nikki and Kathy, but I would say that they've also had one or two other mentors in their careers that have made all the difference. And they're not always females. Um, that you know, um, I know that Nikki mentioned a couple male mentors she's had, but you know, for me, I've had one um, extremely impactful mentor uh, who is a female that really changed my career. You know, because I learned so much about how, how do I navigate this as, as a female or as a, you know, diverse person. Um, so I think that's the main thing is just, is we have to take that responsibility to go out and, and bring up the, the, the next, the next group of leaders. Yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. Kathy, how about you? What advice would you give corporate leaders and organizations? Yeah, so uh, particularly in male-dominated fields and and companies, I would just, you know, give a shout-out to the men to be allies for talented women, you know? Mm -hmm. It's so Mm -hmm. important because you do have the organizational power and the social capital in the current state. So it's important that you're aware of that and that you are serving in that capacity for talented females. Boston Consulting Group did a gender diversity survey, and they found that 96% of companies made progress with diversity and inclusion when men were involved, whereas only 30% of companies made the same amount of progress when um, males were not involved. Right. So, you know, this isn't just a female issue. No. Right. And we no. know, we know that leadership teams with balance from the research, they have these teams ability that's increased to adapt to change and better resilience and innovation and increased problem solving capacity. And, and they make better strategic decisions. That's what the research tells us. These diverse teams are correlated with. 
So it is important. It's important to capitalize on mentors, like Brittany was saying, and successful role models. And if you don't have them within your company, go get them. Bring mm-hmm. successful mm-hmm. females in. You know, mm-hmm. tell stories so that that the people who are finding themselves in the ranks of wanting to look up and they don't see anyone who looks like them, that it is possible and that you do as a leader value that. And that's something that you're working towards. And so if the resources are not within your company currently, go get them. You know, you can buy still toes and stilettos. There, there you go. As a matter of fact, right? <laughs> and we, and we will be putting a link up for that as we post our podcast. It, it also just like as simple as like have a structured like management training program, right? Like I think about, um, I was exposed to a phenomenal, you know, business school and a number of our friends had worked there. And even now their kids are working there. There's one family in particular where both the, the wife and the husband worked there as part of the management training program. And now their son is working there. But it was a phenomenal program where you rotated your way through different, you know, functions and positions and just different facilities, right, in a manufacturing setting. And, you know, to have that type of, of, of opportunity, I, I was so blessed. My first job out of college, it was a six-month management training program. And I worked my way through every aspect of the company. It wasn't necessarily focused on manufacturing. It was a transportation and logistics company. But I worked in customer service. I worked in finance. I worked at the rail yards. I worked, you know, on on the wharf, you know, with the vessels. And, you know, that type of structured program, that allows both, you know, young men and women then to have equal success and, you know, equal opportunity. Um, any other thoughts on this? Yeah, I have. I have a personal pet peeve I'd like to send out there to corporate leaders. Please do. Please do. <laughs> so, so when Brittany gets that promotion, and or Nikki gets that promotion, or Sarah or Kathy gets that promotion, avoid language that makes that person feel like a token, right? So, oh, yeah. I yeah. cannot tell you how many people have said to me, and that, and they meant it in a complimentary manner, right? And and we're very well meaning. Wow, a female VP of Ops, congratulations! And you know that oh, makes me yeah. feel so diminished yeah. in my accomplishment. You know, consider versus, hey, Kathy, congrats on your promotion, well deserved, and the different message that sends. So I think that. You know, it's still an awkward time for people. We don't have as much balance in some of these industries like manufacturing that we'd like to. But as we achieve it, let's not make people feel like they got it because of one aspect of their identity versus their contribution. Absolutely, because Brittany got her promotion because she did a damn good job and she earned it, <laughs> right? A hundred percent. A hundred percent. And we're going to end on that note. <laughs> oh, my God. This has been so fun today. <laughs> thank you, everybody. Like, you know, Nikki, Brittany, you know, Kathy, thank you so much for, for joining us today. And I, I know that everybody has probably loved hearing your stories and your perspectives, and you've given great 
advice and guidance and quite frankly, inspiration because you're all three role models of very successful executives in manufacturing. And, and I love being able to shine the spotlight on you. And I want to thank Voice America for always giving me and next up, you know, the opportunity to, to share our mission with all of you. And like I said, more importantly, to shine the spotlight on incredible leaders like these, these three amazing women. Um, you can always find out more about Next Up at nextupisnow.org. And we also post all of our amazing podcasts there as well. Next week, we're actually going to have some special guests. Um, two gentlemen have a podcast called The CPG Guys, and they so graciously uh, reached out to me and, and had me on as a guest on their show, and I want to reciprocate, and you're going to absolutely love them. They are both phenomenal male allies and supporters of, of Next Up and just in, in incredible leaders, too, in the CPG industry. And so make sure you join us again next week when we have that amazing discussion. Um, again, thank you to everybody who listened today and have a wonderful day. Thanks for listening to Advancing All Women with host Sarah Alter. Be sure to tune in again next week. Our program is live every Friday at 10 a.m. Eastern, 7 a.m. Pacific on Voice America Empowerment or catch our replays weekly on Voice America Influencers. Until we talk again, enjoy your week.